0: Welcome to By the Fiberside, a knitting and spinning podcast from the southern edge of northern Alberta, Canada. Episode 5 In Defiance of Winter. Friday morning. A mother and her young daughter were ahead of me in line at Starbucks. I was admiring the mother's tattoos, and really thought nothing of the fact that I could see them. That is, until I was headed back to my vehicle for the drive to work. That's when I noticed that, despite the fact that the daughter had on a winter jacket, the mother was only wearing a light yoga sweater. Then, driving to work, I passed a young man standing at the corner waiting for the light to turn, wearing only a hoodie and basketball shorts. Let me provide a bit of context. That morning, it was minus 14 Celsius. That's seven degrees Fahrenheit. In other words, too darn cold for that nonsense. I'm all for defiance of winter. There's nothing quite like taking a stand, shaking your fist at the sky and saying, not this time, I'm going to do it my way. But the defiance becomes all the weaker if immediately afterwards you say, quick, get in the truck, it's cold! Or you stand there shuffling your feet, saying, I wish the light would turn so I could get moving again and warm up. I look at these people, and you know what? I get it. I wish it was spring, too. I would love to be able to throw open the windows, air out the house, wash some fleece, and wear lighter clothes. And it hasn't even been that bad of a winter, even though the Poundmaker snurt Mountain is as high as the transmission lines again, And it feels like winter's been going on since October. But it's not spring. This is Edmonton. We're on the 53rd parallel, only about 1,500 kilometers from the Arctic Circle. There's probably going to be about a week of spring sometime in May, and then it'll be full-blown summer, if we're lucky, until September. In the meantime, there's more sun every day, and that will have to do. And for those who want to shake their fists at the sky... My advice is, choose your defiance wisely. I know I am. My defiance has consisted of wearing a skirt with leggings to work one day each week. I got used to wearing skirts when I went to London last summer, which I know will come as a shock to those who've known me for any length of time. But they are impractical for the realities of a northern Alberta winter. There are other reasons for my choice in wardrobe right now, but it is in part my own defiance of winter. That doesn't mean I don't check the forecast before I decide which day to wear one, and pick the warmest. Other defiances of winter include my lack of motivation to knit on the 2009 sweater, and my intense desire to knit more shawls and light scarves. Although I know the sweater is going to be a good transitional jacket once we hit that week of spring, to me, sweater equals winter. And I'm done with winter. Shawls, on the other hand, scream spring. Just need a little cover-up for a walk outside? The shawl is the thing you go to. And even though I have a drawer full of them, I feel the need to make more, in defiance of the ongoing winter. We've had quite a bit of melt in recent weeks. The snowdrifts in the back and front yard are down to about three feet deep, although luckily we're still several weeks away from full-blown snow mold season, which is something else to look forward to. But as I drove home from work on Friday... Thinking about defying winter, and how much more of it we still have to deal with, I saw a sign. No, literally. Jammed into the top of a five-foot windrow, there was an all-too-familiar paper sign. Garage sale. This way. I had to laugh. It's not the defiance of winter I would have chosen, but it seems I'm not the only one shaking their fist at the sky. Vernal Equinox is just under two weeks away, and daylight savings time begins this weekend, All the signs are there, but I can still feel there's some kick left in winter. And yet, spring will be here soon. Until it gets here, I'll keep picking my battles. Thanks for listening. This is By the Fiberside. Fiber Week Well, the level 2 homework is still coming along, which is a good thing, because I registered for level 3 last week. First day it was open. So I just need to get my level 2 homework done. And that shouldn't be a problem, right? Yeah. Time is, uh, time is going quickly, and I seem to have a little less of it. I haven't really, I, I had the week off, but since then I haven't, I don't seem to have a lot done. Um, but it is the first week that Mike's been away, so things are still settling into their routines. What I have gotten done is uh, the woolen skeins for, or yeah, I say skeins. It should really be one skein for Module B2. So I spun up the the one out of the roll Rolex I wasn't happy with, and I'm really not happy with the yarn either. So I I went in and I pulled the pieces of the merino that I wanted to do legs and I'm a little happier with this skein it's still not great there's pieces of it that seem to be underspun but I should be able to get 11 usable yards out of it for the skein and then I just need to write up a an explanation of why rolegs are are the best for spinning woolen yarn which should not be too difficult I also uh finished up the Corydale which looks a lot like the woolen skein, so I'm really glad I have them tagged. Um, But the Corydale, that spun up quite nicely. Again, there should be 11 usable yards in here. And then today, I sat down while the laundry was going on, and I started off on the blending for C1. And I managed to do the Llama Wool Blend and the Alpaca Wool Blend. And I'm much happier with the Alpaca Wool Blend than I am with the Llama Wool Blend. So I used the raw llama fleece that we got in level two. It's dark brown. It's about eight inches long. It's two coated fleece. And carding it reminded me a lot of trying to card Scottish blackface when I was doing my breeze book for level one, because it's, you just can't card something that long. But I was looking through the workbook and it said, when you're blending, you know, you you can blend by combing. But you usually get faster and better results with cards. I'm like, I don't, I don't know about that. Anyway. So I, I blended that up with uh, with some of the long wool that we got in level one. So I've got the sort of nice, well, sort of nice, gray, dark brown uh, skein out of it. After it hit the water, it sort of started kinking up. So I'm going to have to wait and see when it dries and see if it's any good. I may... Decide to do something else or redo that whole skein. We'll have to see. But the alpaca was much nicer. the The staple length was more more appropriate to carding, and I blended it up with the Corydale and I'm really happy with with the way that skein turned out. Also, there's more of it, so so more than likely, the that alpaca one is is good. And then I just need to keep moving on with the other blends. Um, I also did one book review. I finished reading uh, one of the spinning books I took out from the library. And that one was, let me just go to my computer here, Get Spun, The Step-by-Step Guide to Spinning Art Yarns. Now, I don't particularly feel like spinning art yarns myself, but I thought it would be a good one to read because, you know, I'm, I'm in that spinner mode where, you know, you're, you're getting good enough that your your yarn is getting finer and finer, but I can't seem to spin thick, thicker singles anymore. So I thought, you know, I'll, I'll start reading about art yarn and, you know, hopefully get a few tips as to how I can, you know, spin more intentionally with my yarn. And it wasn't a terrible book, but I don't think I'm going to buy it for my library. But I think I'll review it next episode in more detail. But yeah, so I've got one of the the book reviews done out of five. And so I just have to, in my copious spare time, find some time for reading. So that's the level two update. Uh, For level one, I thought I would talk about module C6, which is uh, worsted and woolen yarns. When I took level one, I was not, I was aware peripherally that there were two different ways of spinning and they were called woolen and worsted but i really had no idea what exactly that entailed so i'm just going to give a real quick rundown on sort of your best practices i guess for woollen and worsted so there's there's variations um there's you know semi woollen and semi worsted but but as a general rule in a worsted yarn all of the fibers are parallel to one another and in a woollen yarn they're not they're sort of mishmash everywhere. And if they're parallel, it's only by happenstance. You can pretty much spin any wool any way, but sometimes it gets a little more difficult. So a worsted yarn, a worsted spinning is best for long wools or long staple length fibers. And woolen spinning is best for short staple length fibers so um so you you know for example cotton which i'm looking forward to spinning in level three is a very short uh short staple length fiber and is therefore spun as a general rule woolen and silk if you're spinning straight silk top is a very long length fiber so generally you're going to spin that worsted and the same goes for you know the different breeds of wool you know the, the longer the staple length the more likely it's going to be easier to spin worsted. So there are differences in the actual characteristics of the yarn as well. In a worsted yarn, your plies are going to be more defined. Um, The yarn is going to be smoother and it's going to be heavier because there's less air in it. In a woolen yarn, it's going to be a lot fuzzier. There's going to be more air in it and it's going to be lighter, but it's also going to be warmer because all all that fuzziness and, and all the fibers going which way traps air. Um, but it, but it's also going to be weaker, it's just a just a bit weaker. So, you know, you have to understand the characteristics of each way of spinning to be able to determine what yarn is going to be suitable for what project. And that's that's getting into more level two stuff. But for level one, the important thing is to understand how a worst how to spin a worsted yarn and a woolen yarn, and how to prep um, the fiber for a worsted or woolen yarn. And I just did that for my woolen skeins, which I desperately have to practice. In fact, I'm thinking that my level two project should be in a woolen yarn, just so that I get the practice. It's not... I want to say it's not my favorite way of spinning, but I haven't spun enough that way to really make that determination. Plus, a lot of the um, fiber that I have downstairs in my stash, not the homework stuff, is top, which is spun you know as a general rule worsted so that's that's where i have my practice so yes i'm thinking of doing something woolen for my for my level 2 project anyhow that's the fiber week update i'm looking forward to getting down to fiber week well i'm looking forward to getting my homework done too but i'm definitely looking forward to being down in olds for fiber week notes. Well, it's time to bring you up to date on where I am with all my current works in progress, which are pretty much the same as they were two weeks ago, but further along, which is a good thing. Wave Maiden, I've started the knit on edge. I'm almost halfway through and I have a good feeling that by the time the next episode rolls around, it's going to be done and blocked, which will make me very happy because then I'll have a shawl, which as I noted in my essay, I'm Really looking forward to, you know, having new ones and wearing new ones and knitting new ones, which I really shouldn't do until I'm done the 2009 sweater. But, you know, what do you do? Anyway, again, the the, the knit on edge is, is pretty easy, pretty easy to, to memorize. And it's going to have this nice subtle wave once it's blocked, which I'm really looking forward to. The shawls now, right now, seems small, but I know that's because it's not blocked. So, uh, hopefully once it's blocked, it'll be a little bigger. The, uh, Raven Twist has a new kit coming out that I'm trying to convince myself. I do not need to buy sight unseen, but it's called the Viking shawl. and, And, you know, my, my parents are from Denmark and ergo I'm a Viking. And I'm trying to convince myself. I really do not need to buy this kit. And so hopefully I can, you know, keep myself convinced. But I've really enjoyed working on this wave maiden shawl. Um, You know, the pattern's great. The yarn is great. Everything about the whole kit was great. So we'll see how long I can sit on my self-control. The spat socks, I'm past the heel. I'm into the gusset. And I'm almost, well, almost. I'm not quite at the point where I've decreased the gussets away it's going real slow only doing, you know, one or two rows every day at lunch hours. Um, But I need to get past the decreases and possibly the whole spat before I can really consider them knitting group knitting. Because I need to be on the ball with, you know, what I'm doing. Because the, the unfortunate thing is that the row, the end of row is in the middle of the heel. So I'm literally working Because I've got it on one circular, I'm working two rows at once. So I need to to be on my A-game when I'm knitting on those. So hopefully in two weeks. I, I don't have as good a feeling about the socks as I do about Wave Maiden, but I'm hoping in two weeks that they'll be finished as well. The other thing that I started working on this weekend is some sunflowers for the next yarn bomb that Knitminton is going to be doing. I'll pr- provide a link to that. I just chose a free crocheted potholder pattern. I have, I, I crocheted up centers for five and I'm working on petals now. And I figure that'll be, that'll be a decent contribution. I'm, I'm looking forward to, oh, except you, you didn't hear me. I, I know nothing about the yarn bomb. However, I am looking forward to the yarn bomb being completed and the evening event where nobody I know sneaks around And puts stuff on fences. Um, yes. Anyway. (laughs) So that's pretty much what I'm working on. I'm trying to convince myself that I need to work on the 2009 sweater once, uh, once Wave Maiden is finished. I'm sure that once I pick it up again, it'll be fine. And I won't have any problem finishing up the sleeves and then putting the whole thing together. And then I'll have a sweater that either fits or doesn't fit. And if it doesn't fit, then I have some yarn. So we'll have to see what happens there. So and other than that, I'm not working on anything new. So I guess I will leave it at that. By the wayside. Well, I do have something to report for By the Wayside this episode, but it was a very near run thing. It was uh, yesterday, Saturday, and I still hadn't worked on it. And I'm, oh, I I have to, I can't go, you know, another two weeks and not have worked on my By the Wayside project. So after I ran my errands, I came home, I sat down by the window, and I started, I pulled it out and I started working on it again. And I was just feeling really grumpy about the whole thing. You know, I was looking at, you know, what I'd done. I'm like, oh, it looks like crap. You know, all the, the little stitches are going in all kinds of different directions and there's holes and I'm, I'm bad at this. I'm awful at this. Why couldn't he have asked me to cr- cross stitch something? This is awful. So yeah, I was feeling really grumpy. So I, I was, I was, you know, grumbling to myself and, and then I got to looking at it and thinking, well, am I supposed to be doing the outlining first or the, the filling in first? I, I don't know the instructions on the, on the kit are not great. Is there any changes I need to make? How's it going to look when it's filled in and so on and so forth. And then I, I said to myself, you know, maybe you just need to do some filling in and see what happens. And then if you do need to make changes, then you know, and, and so then you can make changes. So I thought this was a brilliant idea that I had. And, uh, and so I did, I started doing some filling in. And you know what, It actually looks really cool. It looks really, really good. It doesn't look like crap. I'm sure that they're not going to ask me to help restore the tapestry any time in the future, but it doesn't look half bad. And as long as you're a fairly decent length away from it, I don't think you're going to be able to see that all the little outlining stitches are going in all kinds of different directions. So I think that's going to be the trick. The trick is going to be to work on the outlining until you're ready to scream or I'm ready to scream and then do some filling in and see what happens. So yeah, I'm I'm quite pleased. I put in a couple of hours yesterday and it's kind of renewed my my purpose. Well, I always had a purpose, but but it, I'm less grumpy, I guess, about the whole project now. So I'm going to put up a picture um, I'll probably put up a detailed picture because it's in the Q snap frame right now and I don't really want to take it out quite quite yet until I'm done the top of the gazebo so uh, so it'll be a detailed picture and yeah I'm pretty happy with with the way it's looking so i hope I hope you guys like seeing my progress on that as well Side bet. So side bet is a segment I'm going to have every once in a while. It's not going to be a regular every two weeks kind of thing, but but really whenever I can come up with an idea, or you guys can come up with an idea, um, it's contest. And I'm going to go stash diving for prizes, and you answer a question, and then there'll be a random number generator, and one or two people will win a prize. So this time around, side bet is going to be um, podcast related. I'm, uh, I'm going to head down to Fiber Week for Friday because I want to be involved in all the weekend stuff. And also my dad is confirmed to have a table, so I'm going to help him out over the weekend. But I'm not taking any classes, not until Monday. So I'm going to have some time while I'm at Fiber Week. And I'd really like to do a whole bunch of recording of, of something at Fiber Week that I can use in later episodes. And I have a few ideas. I thought about a round table discussion, like set a set aside a, a day or an evening, um, probably later in the week, to, to do a round table discussion with a whole bunch of whoever wants to come about uh, the Master Spinner program and their experiences. I also thought something might be nice would be to have participant questions, and that's really a horrible way of it's what it's what's in my notes right now, but basically have a, a standard list of questions, and and anybody who wants to can stop by, and uh, and answer them, and we can I can compile that into something fun probably at a later date, but I'm not 100 percent sure what the questions should be at this point. I also wanted to do a few interviews, but I thought, I mean, there's you know there's a couple of hundred hundred of you out there right now, and not all of you you know have been to Fiber Week. What, what would you like me to record at Fiber Week? Do you have any ideas about, you know, questions I could ask um, at either for the participant interviews or the roundtable discussion? Is there anybody in particular you want me to interview? Or, you know, do you have any other ideas of things I could possibly record at Fiber Week since I'm there? So that's, uh, that's what the, my question is to you guys. Um, to enter... Uh, All you have to do is leave a comment on this episode's show notes or I'll start up a thread on the Ravelry group and there'll be two prizes. I've stashed dove for a skein of hand spun yarn and also uh, a rather funky 1.5 ounce bat from my stash. Uh, The skein of hand spun is a light worsted weight. I'll put out pictures in the show notes Um, And if you happen to win and don't knit or spin, I'm sure we can work something out. This is uh, open all across the world. I'll ship internationally. All you got to do is uh, let me know what kind of things you'd like me me to record at Fiber Week. I'll announce the winners in the next episode. So I'm going to close the contest uh, at midnight on Saturday, March 23rd. So that's, uh, that's the side bet for this time around. And I'm looking forward to seeing what your ideas are. Thank you for joining me for episode five. By the Fiberside is a bi-weekly podcast, and I look forward to bringing you episode six on March 24th, 2013. Show notes for this episode can be found at www.bythefiberside.com. Join the discussion in our group on Ravelry. If you need to get in touch with me directly, you can email me at ness, as in Loch Ness, at bythefiberside.com. Thanks again for listening. This is By the Fiberside.